Welcome to Honey Roast, a wholesome hope punk podcast where every other week guest stars roast a creator that they love and are inspired by. Together, we're bringing a little more love and hope in the world and introducing listeners to new creators through sweetness and delight. A major thank you to our Indiegogo producers who helped make this show a reality. Robert Anderson, Robert Vandemotter, Alex Hensley, Kyle Decker, Richard Kreutz-Landry, and Ryan Bolter. She's just this amazing, like, person. This is Honey Roast. We are all incredibly blessed to have her as part of this industry. Everything she does, like, we see it, and we love it, and we love her, and she's amazing. I'm Tess, and I'm your host. Hello, Aaron. Hello. Aaron, I want to know who you would like to honey roast tonight. I would like to honey roast Ayla Taylor, producer of Tides. Tell me a little bit about the first time you either encountered Ayla's work or the first time that you met Ayla, whichever one came first. It was definitely the second one. Uh, I met Ayla think it might have been on the podcast problems discord actually and i met her before i listened to tides and that's where that's where it all began <laughs> um, and she's just a delightful person and i really enjoy her everything um, so i'm very excited to talk about that for however long you will let me <laughs> so what was your first impression of ayla when you met her before before consuming tides just that she's she has this really lovely like the word that comes to mind is delightful like she she's got a very like sweet personality but not in a like childish or, or particularly innocent way she's very no nonsense which i very much appreciate she's just uh, very enjoyable to talk to really open to like discussing things in a way that's like collaborative and i don't i don't mean collaborative on a project i just mean collaborative in a conversation and looking at topics from a lot of different positions she's really good at giving advice and then taking advice like she's just a very really pleasant person to interact with um, i liked her immediately how much time had passed between when you met ayla and when you decided to start listening to tides oh that's a good question and i have the memory of a goldfish um i think like probably a couple of weeks not very long i don't think Tides is an award-winning science fiction audio drama about life in extreme circumstances. It follows biologist Dr. Winifred Uris, a member of the first manned expedition to Fawns, an Earth-like moon racked by extreme tidal waves due to its orbit around a nearby gas giant. When surveying ocean life, her submarine is destroyed, leaving her alone to walk to higher ground before the wave comes back. Along the way, she makes notes about what she finds in the intertidal zone and gradually realizes that some of the life there is more than what it seems. And what was your first impression of Tides, of like her work after meeting her? It was really interesting, actually, because... Uh, Ayla is the producer of Tides, but she's not an actor, she's not the writer, she's not the sound designer, and that 
is a really interesting experience to go into something knowing that this person I really enjoyed was sort of the person behind all of that, but not directly doing any of it. And it was really interesting listening to the show and sort of thinking about all the people involved in it and what they did. And, you know, I would find myself wondering like, oh, I wonder who made that decision or like, I wonder how this was decided on in general. Like it was, it was really interesting. I'm not new to consuming art that people I know have made like after I've met them, but I'm not used to there being such a short amount of time. Usually I'm friends with someone for a long while before I get around to their stuff. That is shortened a lot since I got into podcasting. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was really interesting. Um, and it definitely, like it impressed me like listening to tides and thinking you know because i'm also a producer and i know all the work that goes into this stuff and looking at all the things that she would have had to line up and make sure is working and get things organized uh to make it happen and because it's a really good show like it's a very very strong show and like there's a lot of things that have to be done right to get a show that good and a lot of those things are behind the scenes things so like i found it really impressive just that this this beautiful like lush meaningful show isn't just the you know production of wildly creative i mean it is the production of wildly creative people <laughs> but like that there's a structure behind that and i really think it shows like i think that there is a intentionality behind the way tides is produced that really shows there is someone working on that behind the scenes stuff with a lot of care and integrity Frankly, if you're looking for ocean science mixed with the perfect balance of serious danger and suspense and a sprinkling of comedy, this is the show for you. And if you don't know anything about ocean science, that really doesn't matter, because Tides does a wonderful job of making it all sound real with simply the best twists of humor. While Fred's situation is dire, her sense of self, sarcasm, and wit are perfect. The cast and crew have knocked this show out of the park from the very start and keep you wanting to come back for more. Did you find like yourself listening to all of it kind of all at once or did you find you had to like go back and re-listen to any of it or like really dig into each episode and did it feel like there was any kind of shift in her work from the beginning to the end of of season one? That's a good question. I definitely listened all at once. I, again, memory of a goldfish. When I, I listen to things season by season, um, <laughs> it's, it's pretty rare that I keep up with things week to week because I forget what happened last week otherwise. That's a really good question. I don't recall actively noticing any difference, but looking back on it, I do feel like the show, like, oh, what's the word? I want to use the word congealed, but that's not a very good word. Um, <laughs> but you know like the show kind of really came into itself and like got more sturdy footing as its own thing um, which I think is pretty common because I I don't know this for sure I think Tides might be Ayla's first podcast she's produced I think um, it is yeah yeah and like unless there's a secret one she has there's told a secret any of us one. <laughs> I would believe it because she did such a good job on this one that like it is kind of surprising that Tides is like her first producer role because it is immaculately put together. And I do feel like it did get a bit more solid as the season went on. But like even all through it, like there, as like I said, there's this intentionality to it. It's just, it's very well structured. Um, and I imagine, I don't know anything really about behind the scenes stuff, but I'm guessing it's pretty well structured behind the scenes as well. 
This show is so seamless that I was honestly completely taken aback when I'd learned that it was Ayla's first production role. You don't really expect a show with this level of quality and care to be a first run. It's impressive and exciting because it means that it can only improve and get better from here. The second season hasn't started yet, but I know without a hair of doubt on my head that it is going to be incredible. Why is Ayla's work so important to you? Is it because there's that connection of like producer to producer? Oh, definitely. Uh, like, one of the reasons, and in fact, one of the reasons I especially wanted to talk about Ayla on this show is because in creative, in the arts industry, a lot of the, oh my god, people are amazing sort of emotion gets aimed at actors or writers, you know, people who are sort of more doing the quote-unquote creative side of a piece of work. But things don't really get made without producers. Producers are why stuff happens. And again, like, especially because I come from a theatre background, like, you know, like, you don't have a show without a producer. <laughs> you know, I feel like it's very easy to sort of think of producers as not being, because they're not front and centre a lot of the time, it's easier to think of them as not as integral to a piece of work as a writer or an actor um, or a sound designer. But, like... The work of a producer is the work of getting all those other people to get along and to make the thing. And it just, like, it, it is really important to me that people know that she's doing, A, a fantastic job, and B, that, you know, producing is as huge of a part of making something as any other part of the machine. And, like, it's important to me. I, I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, Ayla's work's particularly important to me because I think that she really shows what a great producer can be she is very thoughtful very well organized she has excellent instincts for like how to move the show forward as a production um like we've had a lot of conversations about marketing because uh, i love marketing and i'll geek out about it to anyone <laughs> and like like i think there's probably like a little notepad in her brain that she's just like noting things down because like anytime we would discuss anything that could potentially move the show forward and audio drama in general forward and i'll get to that in a moment she immediately took that on and often within a week or two i she would be saying hey everyone we're doing this um you know she, there's just that incredible like drive to like make stuff happen that i just love and i think is so important and i think it doesn't get enough love i mean i think in podcasting we're a little bit better about recognizing producers worth than a lot of other arts but like even so it can be really hard to recognize that because again not so front and center and so jumping from that the other thing that i think is really important is that it's not just her show like ayla is this incredible advocate for audio fiction podcasts in general like she you know she's been giving talks at like libraries and she's always talking to like any media that she can contact about the medium and like you know she's never just pushing her own show she's constantly trying to draw awareness to the medium she's constantly encouraging people to enter the medium she's like opening the door for people who are probably really into it and just don't know it yet like you know she always talks about how she's like oh i met some people today and then i got two pe more people interested in podcasts and stuff like that and i just think that's <laughs> so cool and it's exactly the kind of person that really makes industries and communities work is someone to push to make 
the medium known to make it respected, that tends to come a lot from people like Ayla, people who are advocating for the medium, people who are advocating for getting involved in the medium. Um, it's just, it's so important. Like, like without that, like podcasting would be even more of an insular industry than it is. And I just think that she's doing an incredible job at like engaging with the world and like bringing people in. Yeah, absolutely. There's certainly no denying that. The way that she goes about that, like herself outside of Tides and as such a champion of the podcasting medium, what about that really inspires you or like encourages you to make others aware of her and of her work? Yeah, I actually, I have this like tremendous love of just like, I, I love watching her discover new things and like grow as a producer and as an advocate and as a marketer. Like it, it is so inspiring because it is a reminder that like, you know, no one is like, we're not in stasis, you know, like whatever it is that you're doing, there is a way to use whatever you're doing to push yourself forward, to push your industry forward, to push your communities forward. Um, and she's just this, this perfect little capsule of like always doing more and always doing better, but doing it in a sustainable way. Like, you know, she, she's never to an outsider at least, and maybe she's just really good at hiding it, but to someone who's not in her head, I see her as someone who does a very good job of balancing doing things and moving forwards with not burning out like she is very thoughtful about how she goes about doing things she plans things in advance and like that's really important and just you know i'm so excited to see what ayla taylor is doing in 10 years time and i want to be like oh yeah yeah i i know her like you know <laughs> what i mean like like this yeah is, this is a woman who is going to like I can't even imagine where things are going to go, but it's going to be awesome. She's she's just got this incredible forward motion with her life. Like, it's just so wonderful to me. Um, and it, it does. It, like, it makes you... It, it reminds me how fun it is to move forwards. Like, I feel like when we talk about growth and moving forwards, a lot of the time we get stuck in a, like, you know well, you have to do it because it's good for you or that makes you a good right. person and that kind of thing. And, and those things are debatable in the first place. But also, like, it's fun. Like, it's fun to level up. It's fun to, like, get better at things and try out new stuff and, like, put more things out there and, like, engage with the world in more interesting or different or just stronger ways. And, like, watching Ayla do things in, and just... just power through stuff like she does it it reminds me it's like oh yeah i love doing that too so it like like in a very personal way it does inspire me to keep moving forwards and keep like trying new things and advocating for the medium and like yeah like i just think it's 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 so wonderful you know like because we we know her now at the start of her podcast career like i i am so excited to see where it goes like <laughs> <laughs> i just i can't even imagine it and i'm just really so so pumped to find out like you know like her next project uh she's one of the people behind insula i am just dying with excitement to see how that turns out you know i think about that a lot i think about like how is Ayla's approach to things going to affect this project? I think the answer is going to be real good. Um, <laughs> and like, just 
like, and this is the next step, and I'm, I'm so excited about it, and I'm so excited about the one after that, and the one after that, and the one after that, because I feel like she's just gonna keep getting better and getting stronger and building this incredible foundation as a producer, as an advocate for the medium, as a community leader. Like, I think that Ayla is definitely one of those people who is just going to, like, fucking rocket ship to the moon. Um, <laughs> and, like, we're all going to be like, oh, my God, she's so cool. I mean, we're already like, oh, my God, she's so cool. But, like, I feel like she's going to get even cooler, which that seems impossible. People shouldn't be allowed to do that. And yet <laughs> she defies, like, all of us mediocre people who just want to go about our lives making our, like, mediocre podcasts. And she's like, no. Like, we're gonna do better. Like, we're going to do better things. We're gonna try new things. We're gonna afford the medium. We're gonna be experimental. We're gonna talk to new people. We're gonna bring new voices in. Like, she's just this amazing, like, person who just, she's absolutely the kind of person that producers should be emulating. She's absolutely just the, the, the best. She's the best. <laughs> I love her. Tides holds a very special place in my heart as it was only the second ever audio drama podcast I listened to in what is now a never-ending list. It kicked off my love of audio stories in space and explorers caught in dangerous and thrilling situations. A good friend of mine and I even listened to the show together, separately, and after each episode would text each other and ask what the other thought. It remains one of my favorite listening experiences. If you could be teleported into the U.S. to sit down with her. What do you think the first thing you would say to her is? I mean, the boring, realistic answer would just be like, hello, I love you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, I could try and think of snappier things, but no, I think it would just be like, oh my god, you're Ayla, I love you, you're amazing. And then I would probably start talking to her about marketing. Because <laughs> <laughs> apparently something we do. <laughs> so I have no doubt that that Ayla will listen to this episode. Yes. Good. How do you <laughs> How do you imagine her listening to this episode? I'm not sure. I imagine she's probably going to feel very awkward about it because I feel like I would um, if I were listening to this kind of episode <laughs> about me. I, I honestly don't know. I hope that she feels appreciated because, as I said, that behind-the-scenes stuff isn't as acknowledged in the arts and i hope that she knows that like she is a huge reason why tides is successful and she is a huge reason why insula will no doubt be successful and i hope she knows that like we as a community you know because i'm not the only person who thinks this like we all appreciate the work she puts in in advocating for the medium so I mostly just hope she feels appreciated. I hope she knows that like everything she does, like we see it and we love it and we love her and she's amazing. Is there anything else Ayla does or how she works or how she acts or who she is that you think everybody should know about, that everyone should just know how great she is? I feel like everyone should know she's a massive linguistics nerd. Um, <laughs> it's it's actually become a thing whenever linguistics comes up in the Discord. I because my partner is also a linguist, um, so I'm always just like, "Oh, Lee, your people are talking." Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but even that, like, like 
as much as I don't know all that much about linguistics, I still really enjoy watching her talk about it because again, she gets so passionate and she has so many opinions and so many strong thoughts and considered points of view. And I just, I think it's, it's just, I need people to know that Ayla is a delightful, thoughtful, driven person and that we absolutely, we, we are all incredibly blessed to have her as part of this industry because people like this are like quite rare and like we have to support her and we have to appreciate her because what she gives to us as an industry and as a community is completely like invaluable so we, we can't repay it we've just got to try and be good to her and i just i just really want her to have a very nice time <laughs> ayla have a nice day have a really nice day <laughs> make some good podcasts have a nice time <laughs> that's perfect that's beautiful Ayla is one of three producers of Insula, a community-focused audio drama anthology in which writers each write a self-contained episode inspired by the same prompt. Aiming to launch fall 2019, the season one prompt was, a ghost hunter devotes their life to pursuing the spirits of the dead, only to become one themselves. Stories can be any genre, in any setting, and from any point of view. The only rule with Insula is that the writer had to tie back to the prompt in some way. This show is a brilliant idea, and I can't wait to see what comes of it. I've had the pleasure of knowing Ayla for some time now through shared Discord servers, and I can say that she never seems to stop boosting the audio medium and the community at large. Her work giving talks on audio fiction at bookstores and coffee shops is just such an important way that she's exposing new listeners to the industry and giving validation and recognition to a medium that she's so passionate about. She's kind and smart, and her commitment to the growth of the industry is both admirable and inspiring. No matter what Ayla works on, I will be listening. It will absolutely be worth it. You can find Ayla on Twitter at Ayla L. Taylor. Links to Tides and Insula are in the show notes. And we all know what comes next, because you can't have a honey roast without it flowing back in the direction of the roaster. It's time for the reverse roast. Aaron Kion. First of all, Aaron is an absolutely enchanting and kind-hearted and good human being. After our recording of this very episode, we stayed and talked, despite the time zones of Australia versus Canada, for almost two hours, delighting in the similarities and differences of our homes and gushing over our favorite shows, and just generally enjoying each other's company. We fell into such a natural flow of conversation that it felt like we were old friends picking up where we'd left off, despite the ocean dividing us and it being the first time that we'd ever talked over voice chat. His creativity shines in his writing of his and his partner Lee's podcast, Love and Luck, a fictional slice-of-life queer romance story told through voicemails. He's also one of the producers and writers of the incredible Nim's Nebulous Notions and the upcoming Supernatural Sexuality with Dr. Seabrook. Aaron is always so insightful and calm and seems to always have a level head when the world is so chaotic. His perspective on art, production, and community is such a value. He's supportive of folks in a way that is always encouraging and genuine. 
the way that he connects with people through his creations is simply amazing. And to occupy space, even digitally with him, feels just so nice and comforting. And I really hope that one day I'm lucky enough to meet him in person. The industry is lucky to have him, and I'm blessed to have had the chance to hang out with him from across the ocean. You can find Aaron on Twitter at Aaron Keon and at PasarVolpez.com, the audio production company he and his partner Lee run and founded together. Honey Roast is co-produced by Tess Kokio and Julia Schifini, edited by Tess Kokio and Julia Schifini, with sound design by Julia Schifini. Special thanks to our creative consultant, Will Williams. Our visual design and art assets are by Mandy Corcoran, and our theme music is composed by Emily E. Mayo. All music from this episode, apart from the theme music, is by Pictures of the Floating World and licensed under a Creative Commons license. Link is in the show notes. You can follow us on Twitter at HoneyRoastPod. Transcripts for every episode can be found on our website, HoneyRoastPod.com. For even more Honey Roast love, check out our Patreon. By becoming a patron, you get access to bonus episodes, detailed show notes, exclusive merch, and so much more. For more details, go to Patreon.com slash HoneyRoast. If you can't support us financially, another fantastic way to help the show and spread the love is to recommend us to a friend or family member. We can only grow by sharing and caring.